Hey everyone, welcome. Welcome to another episode of Navigating No Contact with Toxic Parents. I'm your host, Tracy Principe, and I'm super excited to have my guest here with me today, and that is Rhonda Pearson. She is a pro makeup artist turned professional certified somatic soul coach, and she's the senior faculty and lead mentor coach at Somatic soul coach school. Uh, she supports her students and clients to rewire their nervous systems for greater capacity to be with all the flavors of life. I love that. Um, and she supports her clients to really reconnect to their bodies, nurture a better relationship with themselves and navigate through these things like parents and family. Um, and, you know, just just to, to get beyond these these such complicated dynamics um, that we're going to be talking about today, she's going to share a little bit about her story um, and, you know, how she's evolved and gotten to where she's gotten to currently, right? Um, and really that, you know, what what that means to live a life that that you're, you know, that, that's really aligned to your, your truth, right? And, and that you can thrive in because that's really what we are trying to do. Um, and we all know how difficult that is when, you know, when we come from these traumatic backgrounds um, because we've been so heavily conditioned um, with all these stories and narratives that we find ourselves in. So with that, Welcome, Rhonda. So excited you're here. Um, and feel free to add anything to that. <laughs> Thank you, Tracy. It's an honor to be here and to be able to share my story and what it looks like to move forward, you know, yeah. and, and live with less guilt yeah. of letting go of those toxic parents, you know, that yeah. have had so much power over our mm. lives. Yeah, and being able to take that power back. So thank you so much for mm. having me and wanting to know how I did it or how I'm doing it because it's an ongoing yeah. daily. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. So we're gonna um, we're gonna talk about that. You know, um, I like to say having less guilt because, you know, this journey is really, it is lifelong. It is not a straight line. It's not linear. It's like, you know, squiggly zigzag line all over the place in navigating, you know, different um, scenarios, what we're going to kind of talk about. Um, but, and you know, that initial, we'll start with maybe that initial guilt that, most people have the hardest time with, especially when they first go no contact, right? Really breaking off and saying, okay, that's the last straw. This is it. Whether the straw that broke the camel's back. And, and then that get that, and they're feeling pretty good. Like, yay, I did it. All right. And then, you know, maybe a week later or a month of that guilt sets in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's a double-edged sword almost, you know. And in in one instance, you feel uh, liberated, you feel yeah. relieved, and then in mm -hmm. the other instance, you might feel guilt. And yeah. you know, because we've been conditioned. Like for me, I've been conditioned as a a child that go grew up in a in a, a religious home, mm. and yeah. you know the you know you honor your parents. You know, but that mm -hmm. to me is, and from my experience, in a perfect world, you're right. able to honor your parents. But what do you do when your parents aren't necessarily taking care of you or honoring their children? Right. You know, in the way that needs to happen. And so, mm -hmm. for me, it, it was it it was a long time coming. It was a lot of reading and studying and really reconnecting with who I am and knowing my worth and understanding that I have a choice and I can choose to stay in a situation that is detrimental to me, mind, body, and spirit, mm -hmm. because yeah. it was taking its toll on me physically, or I can choose to step out of that. And once I knew 
I had a choice. Like I have a mm-hmm. choice. Mm-hmm. I, I let life happen to me for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I believe a lot of people do that. We just let people yeah. let life happen to us and whatever our parents give us is, you know, whether it's scraps, like I, I feel like my parents gave me scraps, you know, we yeah. accept that because right. for me, I, I just wanted to be a part of the family. I just wanted Absolutely. to be included. And I, yeah. I was, I wanted, and, and I took whatever they gave me. Mm bad, good, or indifferent. And most of it was bad. <laughs> yeah, 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 yes. you take well, the crumbs. Yeah, the crumbs, yeah. the scraps, you know, the less than, the, you know, them raising other children and giving me away, you know, and, mm. and working through all of that, you know, but yeah. a lot of it for me came down to enough was enough. And I mm. was, I was, ready to do the work. I was ready to heal. I was ready to stop this part of my life from me living my life. Cause I up for 50 years, almost I lived in this vicious cycle. Mm, Yeah. Vicious cycle of letting them treat me, treating me badly, you know, and I just, I just wanted to take my life back. And I wanted to thrive and I wanted to live. And I didn't want that part of my life to dictate the rest yeah. of my life. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And and talk a little bit more, if you could, about that vicious cycle, because that's really um, where a lot of people find themselves in. And, and, and as we know, myself included, you know, I stayed in that cycle for decades. I didn't even know I was in a cycle, <laughs> you know, until I got out of it. And yeah. It became very clear. Yeah, same here. Yeah. I didn't know I was in it. Like I would yeah. be able to go months without seeing my per- parents or not talking to them. And mm-hmm. then they would come back in and draw mm-hmm. me back in. And, yeah. you know, you know, because maybe my, my mother, for, for example, she would need something. Mm. She would need something. And yeah. I would fall right into place. Well, I can do that for you and I can take you here or I can take you there mm. because my sister couldn't do it. Who she raised mm. and who they've still lived together after 40 years, you know. Mm. And so I was I kind of was the last resort. Well, if if the, if no one else could do it, ask Rhonda and I would drop everything. Mm. I would drop yeah. everything. I would drive across the country to go see my grandmother or halfway across mm. the country to see my grandmother because my mother doesn't fly because she yeah. hates it and she needs someone to drive her. And my sister mm. doesn't like driving long distance. Yeah. So who yeah. would do it? Rhonda. Mm. And there were just more incident, you know, Time after time, different situations after situations, I would do this. I moved to California at one point, you Mm. know, just to get away from them. Well, there were more reasons, but it was good for me to be in a different state. Yeah. And then I moved back home with the thought of, I need to be close to family. I need my family. Right. But yeah. my family had never been there for me. Yeah, they've never been there for you. So there was a there was that cycle, but also mm-hmm. there was that denial. Mm. Denial of who my parents were. Yeah. I would make people think that I came from a good family. Yeah. And I had a good relationship with my family when I didn't. Right. I didn't. I was yeah. abandoned by both parents. My grandmother raised me. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that and denial, denial is um, so, so deep and so, so strong. strong. It is. It is because we're taught that we're supposed to have the perfect family. We're supposed to have the house with the two-car garage, the kids, the, the pets, and Everybody loves each other and everything is, you know, great. And, and that's not, a, not the case for a lot of us. Right. A lot of us. So we give off 
that persona or that image that we come from this great family. And so when I was able to get out of that denial and accept Mm -hmm. who my parents were and what kind of relationship I had, I had no relationship with them. Right. And when I was able to say to myself, Rhonda, your parents are bad parents. Mm. They're bad parents. Yeah. Yeah. And that at least to yeah. me, they were bad parents. Now they to my other siblings, maybe not because they raised them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But my experience with my parents wasn't good. And so I have yeah. to, I had to start with that, being honest and accepting right. that hard truth. It's and a hard truth hard. to admit to yourself that your parents are, are lousy parents. Right. That is very difficult, very difficult to get through all that. Yeah. 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 So that's where my process really started, um, admitting that my <laughs> I have lousy parents. Then I had to forgive myself. Hmm. I had to start with myself with forgiveness. Yeah. You know, because as an adult, we have a choice, even even when we don't know we have a choice. And so we can start to we can make ourselves feel or feel guilty for allowing them to treat us the way that they have treated us. As a kid, I didn't have any choice, but as as an adult, I have a choice. So I had to forgive myself for even when I knew things weren't right. Yeah. And taking less than from them and their treatment from them and just pretending that everything was okay. I had to forgive myself for that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And what, going back to the guilt, you know, that, that feeling obligated, you know, like you're driving, you know, doing all this stuff and, and, you know, um, and then we come to a point of like, why, why am I doing all this? Right. Mm -hmm. You know, like you said, getting scraps of love, I guess, right. We're trying to get some love. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That, that guilt, it, I wanted to make sure in my mind, I was like, I, I don't want to be the person that gave up mm. on some levels. Like you gave up on yeah. your parents, you know, okay. it, it really was about image, mm. that image again. And what yeah. I was taught as a child that you honor your parents, right. you know, and if, if I cut my parents off, am I really honoring them? you know, and dealing with that and the image coming clean to people saying, I don't have a relationship with my parents. Mm, Yeah. And what other people would think. Right. You know, so it's, there's guilt, there's uh, guilt in not being the perfect child because Mm. You feel like something's wrong with you. So mm-hmm. I got to do everything perfect so they can love me. Yeah. So there's that guilt as well. When, yeah. when And then when you realize it had nothing to do with me, when you yeah. learn that and you honestly believe that, that I wasn't at fault. Right. Then that part of the guilt can go away. But the guilt, you know, I, I always had my grandmother in my head. Yeah. You know, honor your parents, honor, you know, you know, you can't, you have to just take whatever they give you. Right. They're your parents. They're yeah. your blood. You know, you hear that just from any, a lot of people. Blood right. is thicker than water. Yeah. we. I mean, that's really society wide. Mm-hmm. And religion can certainly play into that heavily, but just society as a whole doesn't really make space for people that might, you know, we don't all have that experience of mm-hmm. having, you know, loving, nurturing parents, like a Hallmark card right. would, you know, and, and so, yeah, so people get uncomfortable with, you know, 
and and they're even if they're well intentioned, they might say things like, "Oh, well, you should try harder," or you know, "Of course, your parents love you," or yeah. you know, and and why should we be the ones doing all the the labor, right? Right. <laughs> right. I, I had a cousin tell me, "Get over it." Yeah, that's an, yeah. Get over it. <laughs> get over it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know like, that. Oh, really? Because they can't make space. They they can't yeah. come to, come to terms with, you know, parents are bad or can be bad yeah. or can be toxic, can be unloving. Right. Yeah. So we can't shake up their world. Right. Yeah, because parents are, you know, as as you know, that's survival. You're a child. You need your parents. They could be complete monsters. You still love your, you know, love, and you need your parents to survive. Yes. Yeah. So that, yeah. you know, that goes back to that primal nervous system survival. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. Inherent. Yeah. Yeah. Even come, even being truthful to yourself about your parents is primal that, yeah. you know, there's no way my parents could be this way. Right. That, there's yeah, no yeah. way they're supposed to love me. They're supposed to take care of me. Yeah. And support me and encourage me. Right. And so when that happens, especially as a child, you, you can't, wrap your brain around that. Mm -hmm. So you make up this story that I have this great family and I'm going to pretend that I have this great family and I'm not going to let people know the dark secrets, you right. know? And so you carry that into your adult life. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And can I ask you what that looked like for you? You know, we carry these patterns and behaviors and all into adult life. And that's, you know, what did that look like for you? I was a people pleaser. Mm. I was a workaholic because I didn't want to face the pain. Yeah. So I numbed out. I disconnected. Yeah. I kept people away. I had a wall up. I wouldn't let mm. people in. So I was at, for a long time, it was just me. I lived very isolated. I would go to mm. work, come home, go to work, come home, do things that I needed, needed to be done, you know, cooking, cleaning, groceries, yeah. all that stuff, but all by myself. I wouldn't, I didn't date for years. Mm. I didn't yeah. date for years because my my thought process was if you let people get close, they're going to hurt you. Yeah. If you let people get close, they're going to abandon you. Yeah, that's right. And so that's what it looked like for me. I would let people and then the people I did have relationships with, you know, like I had a business partner. I let her walk all over me mm. because I was a people pleaser. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't want to disappoint her. And and I and the same way with my mother. I didn't want to disappoint her because right. that little child in me believed that everything was my fault. Yeah. So I have to make sure people are happy mm. so that they will stick around. Yeah. Big I just worked. I worked, worked the last 15, I would say from 2005 to 2019, right before COVID, I was a workaholic, mm -hmm. you know, mm. I, I lived in anxiety. I had anxiety. Yeah. I was yeah. stressed all the time. Yes. Just I rigid. I couldn't mm. relax. That's yeah. how it's showing up in my body and my physicality. I would yeah. get sick. I got sick with uh, fibroid tumors. I fought those mm. for many years and ended up losing my uterus at, mm. how old was I, 45? I believe 45. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. and I really believe because I that was all the stress and all the 
stuff that I carried from my childhood. We got to carry it somewhere, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's so it's your body started. Yeah, it started breaking down. down. It started breaking down. Yeah, it breaking down, and even now I still deal with stuff. You yeah. know, and it's I'm slowly getting better and better. You know, each day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That body breaking down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The know? numbing out, disconnecting, mm. and you know, I didn't even know that you could. You're supposed to feel. Right. Yeah. I feel anything. You yeah, you couldn't feel anything. Yeah. I and could touch different parts of my body and mm. not feel it. Yeah. So disconnected. And then yeah. with, you know, somatics comes in, it teaches you how to reconnect yeah. to your body and teaches you that having these different emotions is fine. Right. Yeah. It's okay to have emotion. It's okay to be angry. It's okay to cry. It's okay to feel joy. It's okay to feel pleasure. It's okay. Yeah. That's how we are made up. Yes. Yeah. And let me ask you this. How did your family deal with emotions? You know what? They didn't. They didn't. (laughs) They didn't. Yeah. Did was it verbal or nonverbal that you nonverbal, you know, like, nonverbal, yeah. but they would express anger. Oh, anger was okay. Yeah. But only for but them, I could, right? But I could express anger. They could express right. anger. Yeah, not but you. A child was to be seen and not heard. That's mm. how I grew up. Yeah. And if yeah. you got out of line, you would get popped. Mm. You know, if you said any, I remember saying something to my grandmother one time and she just turned around and popped me in the mouth because mm. she didn't, I wasn't supposed yeah. to say it. Yeah. Yeah. And so nobody asked you how you felt or no. none of that. None of that. No, I love you. None of that. Mm. None yeah. of that. Yeah. Yeah, so no nurturing, hugging, any kind of, Mm-mm. none of that. None of that. Yeah. None of that. Yeah. And it's yeah. it's interesting, though, because I'm, I'm very affectionate. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I love to hug people. Uh, you know, so it was, it's weird that I grew up that way because, you know, now I'm, I, you know, I'm, actually an affectionate person yeah isn't that beautiful yeah yeah Yeah. despite my family right but i was even till this day i have problems expressing myself because Mm. i wasn't allowed to express myself as a child and so i spent most of my adult life not expressing myself you know because when you express yourself you get in trouble you know not only did i get popped in the mouth Mm. i got a birthday party taken away from me so Mm. there was like really hard consequences for speaking up wow and Mm. so i just would let people run all over me i wouldn't speak speak up and and then i would be mad at myself because i didn't speak up yeah or i didn't say no right because i would always say yes even when i meant no yeah and then i would be mad about saying yes right yeah that yeah the resentment sets in <laughs> yeah <laughs> wow yeah and 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 did you, at what point did you know that something was, you know, we kind of figure out like there's something off with our family or something's mm-hmm. not right. Did you know that? Sometimes we know that as a kid, we just don't have words for it. Right. I I don't know if I necessarily, I would have to probably think about that a little more. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I necessarily n- knew yeah, th- I knew things were off. Yeah. So yeah, probably 13. I would say yeah. 13 when I, so my mother left me with my grandmother when I was eight. I mm-hmm. didn't see her again till I was 13. Oh, wow. And I went to visit her and she had an, an, a baby. 
Mm. And I spent the summer there. And then at the end of the summer, she sent me back to my grandmother. And that's when I knew something was off. Mm. That, I'm just like, what? Mm. What do you, yeah. <laughs> why do I yeah. have to go back? Yeah. Why can't I stay here with you? Okay. And were you able to communicate that or no? You I wasn't able to that. communicate that, but I do remember feeling that. Feeling that. That, yeah. that is that something. Feeling. Yeah, there was that, that is very vivid to me. Yeah. You know, okay, you're sending me home, but you're keeping this other child. That yeah. didn't, that didn't make sense to me. Yeah. Wow. And then, so you went back to your grandmother's. Mm-hmm. And then and, did and you I, see your mom again? I saw her, I think I saw her the next summer. Okay. Just for the summer. Just for the summer. I just would go for the summers and get sent back to my and grandmother. Just go back. Yeah. And did that, so then from 13 on, is that what happened? You just saw her for the summer? Actually, uh, it's interesting because at 13, my father came into the picture. Mm. He just showed up out the blue one day. He just showed up. Wow. I'm your father. And so the next summer, I went to his place. Okay. For the summer. And he has, he's married. I, I have two half brothers. Mm-hmm. And that was weird. <laughs> yeah. So a whole other, more kids. More kids. Your dad's. Right. right. More yeah. kids. And uh, spent the summer there and got sent back to my grandmother. Yeah. And, and then the next year, I actually moved in with my mother, my father. Okay. I actually moved in with my father. I lived with him for six months. We had a big falling out and he put mm. me on a bus and sent me to my mother's. Wow. So then you went to your mother's. Yeah. And that's how I ended up with her. So okay. from age of 17 and Till graduation, till I, till yeah. she, I, I probably stayed with her, lived with her for probably till I was about 20, 21. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would probably, yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking 20 because okay. I'm thinking about where I was working at at the time when I was in college. Mm-hmm. And um, I lived with her, but I and I became the babysitter. Oh, to Because I, I had a younger sibling who was, Let's see, if I was seven, 16, 17, I, I was turning 17, then she was four, because we're 13 years apart. Okay. So yeah. I became the babysitter. I became the person that would go pick mm. her up. From the, I, would, I think my mother would take her to daycare in the morning. I would yeah. pick her up from daycare after school and bring her home. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And and then age 20 I I moved out on my own. And I've been out on my own ever since. Yeah. yeah. Mm, okay. Yeah. So very independent. You had to really be independent. I did. I did. I had to just age. step up. I just had yeah. to step up and take care of myself. And yeah. and I did. I did to the best of my ability. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um and and then so where are you with all your family members now? Are you no contact with everybody or? Uh, the only person I'm in contact with, and that's via text, is my mother. You know, uh-huh. maybe once, maybe once a month. Okay. But yeah. I have no contact with my father mm-hmm. uh, because he's just never been there. I don't have a relationship with him. I have more yeah. more of a relationship with my mother because she raised me for eight years. Yeah. You know, so I have more of a connection to her than I do my father because he's mm-hmm. never, I never, never lived in his house more than six months. Right. Yeah. Um, so I have no contact with him. Mm-hmm. And uh, my mother, maybe once a month, we text, she'll text to see how I'm doing and I respond and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And what about all the, um, all of your siblings or half siblings from different no contact whatsoever no. they they yeah. all stopped talking to me mm. yeah i don't know why my my sister is mad at me i have no idea why 
Yeah. You know, she says it's one thing, but I believe it's something else. Mm-hmm. You know, especially as a coach, I'm like, yeah, yeah. that's not it. Um, right. And my brother, one of my brothers passed away, and my brother mm. and my niece stopped talking to me uh, years ago. My mm. my niece even unfriended me, and so I don't have no idea why that is. Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So kind of the typical um, scenario where you're kind of the scapegoat, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I am. I yeah. am. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And nobody is really um, taking responsibility, taking ownership of anything. Saying, no. hey, you know what? I'm sorry I wasn't there for you. You know, your dad. No, nobody's really... Mm-mm. It just—it's easier yeah. to just disappear. It's easier not to deal with it, right. you know. Yeah, yeah that's right. Out of sight, out of mind. You know, my mother doesn't believe she did anything to me. Yeah. Yeah. She told me that three three years ago, maybe I didn't do anything to you. Mm. I'm like, yeah. wow. And I, I, after that conversation, I didn't talk to her for months. Mm. I blocked her everything. Yeah. I just, like I don't want any calls from her. Yeah. You know? yeah. And we had some words. I had words. <laughs> she hung sure. up on, and she hung up on me and uh yeah. but when I deci- decided to leave um Chicago, which is mm-hmm. where she's at um last year, I did call be- to kind of reconcile or to apologize for the words I said, because yeah. I didn't want to leave Chicago on bad terms for me. Right. I did it for me. It was part of my yeah. forgiveness for her. Yeah. Yeah. And I was able to tell her, we will have contact on my terms. Yeah. And when I'm ready. Yes. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah. So setting that boundary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah. and so, and then, and, but it sounds like she's, oh, she's respecting your boundaries and she is, she is, she does not call me. She, like I said, she'll text me just to see mm-hmm. how I'm doing. And sometimes I answer the text. Sometimes I don't, it just depends mm-hmm. on how I'm feeling in that moment. Right. Um, she texts me this morning and I, I'm, I told her we are good. And that's, I don't give her any less. I don't, you know, I don't give her any yeah. more. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Cause mm-hmm. I'm not trying to have that kind of relationship with her. Right. That's I right. Told, yeah. I said, as long as you're in denial, we can't really have a relationship. That's right. Cause I, I'm not living in denial anymore. Yeah, that's right. I'm, I'm not pretending that everything is okay when it's not. Yeah, that's huge. I refuse to live that way. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because it it's a feeling that in your body, right? That you yeah. just can't. It just can't be continue. there. Yeah. yeah it just that. can't be there. It's like I don't want to feel that anymore. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. And and talk about and then you know with that because that's a big thing. You know when when we don't feel that anymore, right? What does it feel like to not feel that? It feels <laughs> liberating. It liberating. Feel because yeah. the feeling was being almost shackled. Yeah, shackled. Tense, tight. Tense. There was yeah. always tension. Right. Because you're living a lie, you know it's a lie. Yeah. <laughs> you're just like, what is, this is madness. Yeah. You know, and then, you know, once you're like, I'm not living in denial, it's freedom. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It yeah. frees up your body. Mm. Frees that up your tension, body. that stress, yeah. that tightness that you feel from your parents. <laughs> right. Because it's That's tension. Right. For me, yeah. it was just, ugh, you know, yeah. I'm now able to relax. Yeah. I don't clench clench my jaw as mm. much. Yeah. And it's just more space. 
more space yes yeah and you can now you can bring in things that you want into your life because you've let they've held up so much space in Mm. my life so much space that i couldn't let other things into my life that's right and so now i can let other things in life into my life i'm I'm now married you know I, shocking, you know, because I just never even thought about marriage because all right. I can think of is protecting myself. Mm, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So I can't let anyone in, not even mm. a guy who, you know. And, and how me. did you do that? How did you, you let, you know, because that is, that is hard to do. That is hard. It was, it was huge. He was a big part of my healing. I met mm-hmm. him as I started my journey. So he's, yeah. he's seeing all my steps. It's been six years almost. And we got married mm-hmm. on June 18th of this year. Oh, wow. And, uh, so he was a big part of my healing because he loved me unconditionally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what With does that my, feel? Yeah. What oh does that feel? Gosh, that is something that a lot I'm of people like, this is what it, this is love. <laughs> this is love. I've never experienced it. So it was yeah. just like, even just to talk about it, it's just like, it's like a nice warm hug <laughs> <laughs> to think about it. My body relaxes Yeah. to, yeah. to think about how he loves me and how he has supported me mm. on this journey of healing. Yes. That's still ongoing. Right. You know, because that little girl will pop up from time to time and those defenses will mm-hmm. pop up from time to time. And so it is going to be a lifelong journey for me and for anyone who does this work. Yeah. Especially when you spend 50 years in that place of toxicity. Yeah. Yeah. You, you just don't overcome it overnight. That's right. But, but you're worth it. You're worth the effort. You're worth the, the, the work to yeah. be on the other side of that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And without that guilt. And without the guilt. Yeah. Without the guilt. Yeah. Without no more regrets, yeah, Yeah. no more regrets. You know, it's 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 liberating, you know. But the guilt pops up from time to time. Like a few days ago, I heard my father had been in the hospital, and Mm. you know he's had to go back because of an infection, and they're older, you know. So you're just like, okay, what do I do with this? Right. What do, I, what do I do with this information? Yeah. Yeah. And 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 that's a big thing too because then people are like, "Oh my gosh, your parents are older and you're not, you know, you don't right? That's a really big Mhm. You know, people can really ding you for it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but the thing of it is they don't know your story. They don't know your right. history. Yeah, they don't. And yeah. so you have to be so okay with your decision yeah. to let go yeah. and to move on and live your own life. Yeah. I yeah. pray for my parents. I don't have any ill will towards them. I one Another thing that really helped me with my mother was seeing her hurt and her pain. Mm-hmm. And, and realizing she never got over some things that happened to her because she shared some things with me. Yeah. You know, she had yeah. two two engagements that were broken off by my father and mm. then the other the next guy after my father. And she I, and I can see it. She never recovered from it. She's yeah. still that 20 something year old. Yeah. And she there's so much pain, like you can just talk to her. Anyone can talk to her and feel yeah. and see her pain. So I've yeah. learned to just have compassion on her. That that yeah. helped a lot because as I was healing, I could see more of her hurt and hope, right. more of her pain and, and see that she didn't get the help that she so needed. Yeah, yeah. At that time, because we're taught as women, push through, 
You know, don't let anything, you know, take you out, you know, but you have to be able to stop. Yeah. Yeah. Take care of yourself emotionally when it's called for. And so that allows me that compassion allowed me to forgive her. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and that's quite a process to get through. Mm-hmm. You know, that's something that doesn't it 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 doesn't happen be, overnight. Yeah, it can't be forced. It's got to be you know it's a process of getting to that place mm-hmm. of, and you know and and really feeling compassion for ourselves too with that and then seeing that intergenerational trauma just getting yeah. passed down unconsciously. Yes, yes, and that's yeah. and doing this work of somatics that helped me to see that like the generational, they call them generational curses. Right. Passed on, passed on. Like I can, I can go back. I can go back to my grandmother and see Mm. this stuff. Yeah. Repeated over and over. I can see it in all the siblings, all the siblings. That's right. Yeah. Oh, this stuff is powerful, but because of my own feeling was I able to forgive? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and that is, that was true for me too. Just seeing, you know, how that works of this just being passed down. It didn't start with me. It started hundreds of years ago and nobody did anything. And, you know, um, maybe they didn't have the tools or resources or, you know, but then at the same time, we do have tools and resources now somewhat and they're still not doing any, you know, they just don't want to go there. Mm -hmm. And their denial is so deep. Yeah. Yeah. The fear there's, you know, you know, fear of facing the pain. Nobody, people are scared of pain. They're yeah, scared we, of pain. We're scared yeah. of the pain and the feeling of it and having to be honest mm, about yeah. our situation, whatever that may be. Right. And that's and not to, easy. It's not easy. Yeah. And then we have to say to others, I've been living a lie all my life. Nobody yeah. wants to admit that I've been living a lie all my life or right. deal with it, the work yeah. that takes to be honest about it and to work through it. Yeah. It's it's, easier for our nervous system to be the way it's been mm -hmm. than to rewire it. Right. It really is. That's our comfort zone. And that's why we, it's easy to fall back into those old patterns because that's our comfort zone. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. And, 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 and that's where this work is, you know, the liberation and freedom. I'll take that over. Oh, know, me too. Sweeping things under the rug and pretend I can, my body doesn't let me do that anymore. It, it literally revolts. I will get sick and I, mm-hmm. my, I'll have flare ups of chronic pain and I can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I won't <laughs> do that to my body. Once you, you know? feel that liberation, yeah. once your body feels that liberation and you experience it and you live it, you're just like, what was I yeah, doing? Yeah. Because yeah. we didn't know any better. No. Yeah, we didn't know that was kind of normal. Yeah. You know, you didn't know that there was another way of living. And mm-hmm. then when you come back to your body, um, that's where the, you know, that freedom and liberation is an internal job right that yes. internal process and life looks very different i mean life you know right we're not doing the people pleasing we're not doing the overworking you know all of those things because there isn't that need there isn't that fuel and desire it's not that stress and that survival energy driving that anymore. right right all yeah. that is survi- being in survivor mode and once you yeah. get out of survivor mode and you're in living mode Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's two different feelings. Yeah, it really is. Two totally different things. And so yeah. your body is like, but I, I love it over here. This liberation, this freedom, this less stress, this, yeah. you know, just being able to breathe. Yeah, breathe. Because we yeah. can even stop breathing because yeah. we're holding our breath all the time, bracing for what's next. That's right. Yeah. 
And and the great thing is, you know, what you said earlier, that space, right? Mm-hmm. There's space, you know, there's not yeah. that, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah, you think yeah. better, you see clearer. There's mm. there's a clarity. The clarity, yeah. That comes upon you and you just, you can see clearer, you can think clearer, you can even start to feel because you're starting yeah. to drop back into your body. And then you can experience those different emotions because up until then, everything felt the same because you were numb. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah. And there's so many other flavors to living than numbness. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you know? Yeah. All those flavors. All oh, those flavors. Yeah, I love I love that. Yeah, because it really, it really is when we come out of that survival and just, you know, it's easy to work and do all those things. And you know, but what's not easy is that slowing down and yeah. and just being with life and, mm-hmm. and that you can't smell the roses or those flavors when you're doing this, you know, anxious, yeah. busy mode, right? Yeah. 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 And, and so really taking in those flavors, um, you know, and those somatic, you know, using our five senses mm-hmm. is a big, you know, that's taking that in, pausing, getting present. Mm-hmm. Slowing down. Slowing part of, down. Part of our teaching at Somatic Soul Coach School we call it the slow cook movement. Yeah. Slowing down. It's slowing. so hard for people to slow down. And it just be because if we're not running, then we yeah. have to feel, then we have to right. deal with now. Yeah. And so That's we right. have to help people embrace slowing down and living their lives. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And that is, I'd say, one of the hardest is to really slow down. It's so uncomfortable mm-hmm. in the beginning to, you know, because it's it's so foreign to your body and your nervous system. Yeah. But that is where all the change takes place. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. The healing really takes place in that slowing down because otherwise we're just burning through life. Um and like you said earlier, too, that, you know, you can't get in the cycle out of that cycle um, or that loop, you mm-hmm. know, that we could stay stuck in, especially mm-hmm. when it comes to our family and our parents of looking for that love, even though it's crumbs. And there is no yeah. amount of whatever performing and, and doing all these things that will get them to love us or say, oh, wow, yeah, I see you. I hear mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you you have to learn how to get that for yourself, from yourself. Yeah. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Because what we're being taught by our parents is that we are not lovable. Yeah, that's right. And so we stop loving ourselves. Yeah. And part of coming back home to your body and reconnecting is mm-hmm. falling in love with yourself. Yeah. And seeing yourself as not broke, necessarily broken or need, needing to be fixed, right. you, might, you might need to let go of these toxic things so that the real you yeah. can start to show up, start to come yeah. out. And um, that was big for me, loving myself as I am with all. Yeah. I, always, I tell people you're, you're perfectly imperfect. Right. That's right. Embracing all those parts of you, even mm. the parts that you wish you could change, embrace that about yourself. Yeah. Accept that about yourself because once you have acceptance, then you can change it. Right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. So good. Yeah. And it's it's oh, like I love it. Yeah. I this is me. Right. Either you're going to love me or you're not, but I'm not going to people please anymore mm. to make you love me. Yeah. That's, or that's to try right. to earn your love, especially right. when people don't know how to love. Yeah. Yeah. So much. Yeah. Yeah. So it does. It starts with nurturing your own relationship with yourself, seeing yeah. you 
through love. Yeah. Through radical welcoming. Mm, yeah. Through self-acceptance. All of that. Yeah. All of that. Everything we didn't you. get. Yeah. Beautiful. All right. I think we're going to wrap things up. Um, wow. And because I just love that last part, you know, just that it's, it's so much. And um, again, to our listeners, you know, wherever you're at in your journey, you know, it's okay to feel whatever it is you're feeling. And there is, you know, there's, there's so, when we're talking to this is really complex trauma. Um, and it is, it, there's so many layers. Trauma works in layers. It's very complex. There's there's so much to get through. So you know that being a little kinder and softer to yourself, and and just honoring where you're at, because um, it's really no contact. In my opinion, is kind of the first step because that's where you step back and you get the clarity and you disconnect from your parents and then you're like, whoa, wait a minute, what? You know, you start to come out of that denial. And that's when the real work starts, <laughs> yeah. you know, so it, it is a process. And it's like I said earlier, it's not a straight line. There's all kinds of, you know, and, and like you said, the um, you can kind of like if you want to call it a relapse into old behaviors or whatever, you know, and then that nervous system's got to it's got to come on board, you know, honoring your body. Cause as we know now, and more information, you know, is that trauma is stored and trapped in the body. And, um, you know, most people that I see, and I'm sure that's probably true for you too. They present with a lot of, you know, com physical complaints, pain, mm -hmm. autoimmune, something's going on in the body, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and, and that's always a sign that something more is going on there. And, you know, that that really taking that body approach, that somatic approach in your healing has got to be a big part, you know, a part of this process, as we now know. Because I can attest to trying everything under the sun um, until I got to this. My trauma still showed up <laughs> with all the talk therapy and healing modalities and everything um nothing really changed until i really addressed it so yeah yeah uh so once again rhonda it has been an absolute joy and pleasure to have you on today um so appreciate you and and being here with us sharing your journey um really wonderful and uh yeah this has been fantastic so thanks again for coming on you are so welcome. And thank you for having me. Thank you yeah. for having me. It was an honor to be here. Wonderful. All right. Thanks so much. We will end with that.